The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented as always by betonline.ag. You guys already know that. Use the podcast code or use the code podcast1. You get 50% sign up bonus today. Cannot believe it's week 11 already. This is insane. Week 11. He is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. The Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. I am at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. And we are proving how hard it is this week to actually, or this year, to actually win at gambling. Which, by the way, maybe, Steve, we both need a little Omax boost. It's got that Omega-3s in it, Alpha GPC. It's supposedly even better for like making sure you're with it uh, than coffee or energy drinks. You know, It's hard to always be at the top of your game. What I think is the key, and you can get it, by the way, at omaxboost.com slash even money. Let me make sure that's what it is. omaxboost.com. I want to make sure you guys have the right code. It's money. Just omaxboost.com slash money. You get 60% off, and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. So that's the key in my mind is that if it's not working for you like it does for other people, you just get your money back. So why not give it a shot? omaxboost.com slash money, O-M-A-X-B-O-O-S-T dot com slash money today to get 60% off a one-month supply plus free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Some people like it as a hangover cure. Some people like it just to give them a little pep in their step. Some people just need the focus every once in a while. Who knows what it'll help you with? omaxboost.com slash money today. All right, Steve, we will start like we do every week by looking at the week that was. Number one, so you guys know that you know we're keeping track of these things, and if there's ever a discrepancy you think 
with our grades, let us know. Our grades are nothing really to write home about, unfortunately. He is at L. Birdman, Todd Bergman. He's the guy that actually grades us each week, does a terrific job. And so here's what we got for last week, Steve. I put two units on Carolina and got absolutely annihilated. That was a surprise. I was getting four points. They even scored the first touchdown, Steve. I, I was feeling pretty good about it. Uh, yeah, that was not good. And by the way, one of the Tuckheads over at Tuckheads.com, you know, it's like a, a chat room, a, a forum that we all hang out with each other at. He, he pointed out we are terrible, uh, both of us, Steve, but especially me on Thursday nights. Absolutely terrible. Like, I would be in the black if it wasn't for Thursday nights. Any any reason for that in your mind? Hmm. Well, it's possible that we're not countering or taking um, consideration the fact of how much the home team edge is on Thursdays because, obviously, the short work week magnifies the problem of the travel. So basic strategy is to play home teams on Thursday night or past the game. Got it. All right. Some of the other games. Let's get to the Jets and the Bills. Um, I put two units on the Bills, which they were getting seven and a half. That was a really good bet. Two units on the under 37. Final score 41 to 10. I feel pretty good, Steve, about the under with the Jets only scoring 10, but the Bills 41. So it ended up being a push for me. You lost a unit. You had the under. I mean, there's no way anybody could have thought that Matt Barkley and the Bills would score 41 points. Nobody. Anywhere. Anywhere. And I tell you what, Matt Barkley may well have sealed the doom for Peterman ever taking a snap in the NFL because if Matt (laughs) Barkley can come off the couch and put up 41 like that, clearly Peterman should have been doing more in his ample time behind center. And you know what's a shame about that, Steve? When we made that bet, we did not know it would be Matt Barkley starting. We thought it would be Peterman starting. They didn't announce Barkley till Friday or Saturday. Now, I don't know that it would have changed much for me, but at any rate, I think it's worth noting. So then we got the Falcons and the Browns. I really felt like the Falcons were rolling. I put a unit on them. Boy, that was a bad bet. They lost 28-16. to 16. So uh, when we're losing on these ones, we're really, really losing. That was the case for you too, Steve, with New Orleans and Cincinnati. You took the Bengals getting four and a half. They lost 51-14 to 14 and fired their defensive coordinator on Monday. Yeah, I'm surprised we're not firing the handicapper that picked the Bengals as well. Great spot for the Bengals and the fact they come up so empty. I think it's um, a clear sign that the Bengals are a fade the rest of the year. No, nah, it was, was not good. Then we have the Bucks and the Redskins. I actually leaned Washington. You took the Bucks, And that would be one, when you look at what happened in the red zone, do you look at that? I mean, obviously 16-3, to the Redskins won, so you lost the. But do you look at that and say you were on the right side and that's just a, a statistical anomaly what happened? I'm not going to say I was on the right side when I lose by double digits, but you gain 500 yards 
and you give up 16 points, that's a bet I want to make all year long. Uh, first time, I think, in NFL history, a team's gained more than 450 yards and not gotten more than three points. So the Bucks they set NFL history. Then we've got the Patriots and the Titans. We both passed that one, thankfully. I think I was leaning New England. You mentioned that it was a great spot for Tennessee. They annihilated the Patriots. You don't see that very often. Neither one of us placed a bet on the Packers or the Dolphins. I leaned Miami. You leaned Green Bay. Then we've got Jacksonville and Indy. I put two units on the Colts laying three points. You lean the Jags, and I ended up pushing. Thank goodness for that fumble at the end, uh, Steve. Otherwise, Jags looked like they were going to tie it or maybe even go in for the win. So at the first half, that bet was looking great, but the Jags kind of rallied back. Detroit versus Chicago. I took the Lions getting six and a half points, expecting a bounce back performance. I think you said you thought you'd be able to get Detroit later in the week at seven. I don't know if you did that or not, Steve. It didn't matter. The Bears won 34-22. Yeah, and it wasn't even as close as the final score with the Bears missing four kicks. And this one was 34-10, to complete no-show for the Lions. Then you've got Arizona KC. We both passed. Arizona would have been the right side there. The Chargers and the Raiders, I leaned to the Raiders. You, I mean, I leaned to the Chargers. You leaned Oakland. I would have been the right side there. Seahawks, Rams. This was our second best bet. The first best bet was under for Jets and Bills. That was a fluky game. Second best bet was we both put two units on the Seahawks. They came through for us, Steve. Nice performance by the Seahawks getting 10 they lose 36-31, but we both get two units there. Then Sunday night, Eagles and the Cowboys. That was another best bet, and we both went down in that one. We were laying six points with the Eagles. They lose the game outright, 27-20. I lost one unit. You lost two, Steve. What is the deal with the Eagles? They have now lost five games in which they were favored. Yeah, and they're in trouble with their secondary, and now Darby's injured as well. And if the Eagles aren't going to get stops, uh, they're going to be in deep trouble with the schedule they have upcoming. You know, one thing that frustrates me, and I can't tell you how many times this happens, Ross, is I get a good number, so I, I play the Eagles early in the week at minus six, and the game goes up to seven and a half. And the final score is somebody wins by seven. You like in that final score. It's amazing how often the wrong team lands the game on the number. Yeah, that's interesting. Really interesting. Then the last game uh, was another best bet for us, Steve. We both had the Giants getting three points. That ended up working out for us. They won the game against the Niners outright. So we were two for four. Um, in our best bet, so two and two, we won one, we won two, lost two. You were down three units for the week, Steve. I was down two units. So for the year, um, I am down 10 units. You are down four units. Here's my question, Steve, because I had a guy, I had a, a guy yelling at me, um, when I was doing Eagles pregame Sunday night saying, Hey, Ross, you and Fezzik. You got to get those bets going. What are you doing on even money? You got to get those bets going. What are you doing? Uh, 
um, which is kind of funny, actually. But uh, my my question is, Steve, I picture a bunch of people dropping off now and being like, oh, these guys don't have it this year and not not, you know, following or tracking our bets and placing the same. Talk to me about that strategy and the betters mentality there. I think you've got to recognize there's going to be variance in all this. I don't think anyone's done as well as we have the last three years on our selections. And obviously you had the absolute monster year last year being plus 40 units. Uh, it's hard to beat the NFL. It's hard to win betting on sports. You've got to hit 52.4% right. And frankly, if you can hit 55%, I can't tell you how many people, Ross, tell me that they, oh, I hit 60% every year. And I, I tell them, well, you must be the worst better in the history of the world. And they look at me like I'm from Mars. And the reason is if you can hit on a lot of plays, even 57%, you're going to become a millionaire rather rapidly with proper betting. Um, it's just very difficult to hit 57%, if not impossible. So 55% is always the goal. And if you looked at us long term, I think we are still well above that. Just um, – the ball hasn't bounced right for us so far this year, but lots of the year left. That's a really good point. I'd love to know. I, you know, I wonder if Birdman over the time has our, you know, you know, oh, oh, our lifetime average, if you will. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to see that. I don't know if he does or not. Let's get back on the winning track, though. And let's do it this week. Let's go, Bright. All right. Starting off, as always, Thursday night football. It's Green Bay at Seattle. And the Seahawks laying two and a half points, Ross. Our total in this one is 49. Boy, I'm torn on this one. Really torn. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm contemplating taking Green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers factor. But playing on the road in Seattle, those guys are playing better. You know, what did Steve just say about Thursday nights, the home team? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pass the game. I'm passing as well. I do have Green Bay rated the better team, but no way am I going to play a Thursday road team that has to travel all the way to Seattle as the biggest home field advantage in the NFL. And I might add the number two home field is Green Bay. So when Green Bay and Seattle play, I'm going to look to play the home team almost every time. So I'll pass the game. Steve, next up, let's go to uh, the Sunday games. First one there is Carolina. They're laying four at the Detroit Lions, 51, your total. Yeah, and what has happened to the Detroit Lions? Some optimism early has completely faded as this team has just been badly beaten by Seattle, Minnesota, and Chicago. And that, that was really ugly last week. I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Carolina, who got smashed at Pittsburgh. But as we discussed kind of give teams a free pass when they have that short week on Thursday and play a bad game. I'm going to pass this game. I'm going to pass the game as well. I would lean Detroit in this one. You know I like getting the points. So I would lean to the Detroit Lions here, and I would also have leaned Green Bay in the first one. But the Lions are, man, there is something wrong with them. I, I cannot – you know, last week is when I bet on them and thought they'd have a bounce-back game. They didn't at all, so I'm not picking that this week either. Ross, next up, it's Dallas at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, three-point favorites with a total of 48. This is an interesting one because I feel like the Falcons are going to bounce back from that Browns game. 
I don't know if the Cowboys can do what they did again. So I would actually lean Atlanta here, but I don't feel good enough about it to lay three points, you know, right at that number. I'm going to pass the game, but I, I would lean Atlanta. And I'd lean Dallas. I think that Atlanta, with all the injuries they have on defense, they might get um, Deion Jones back this week. But uh, bottom line is those three games in a row that Atlanta won was more smoke and mirrors and playing against bad teams than anything else. And I think Atlanta's going to finish the year at 7-9, and nine, and I think Dallas is going to finish the year 8-8 eight eight or better. So I do have Dallas, the better team. Uh, it's hard to play in the, in the dome when it's, it's rocking, though. So just a lean Dallas. Steve, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore favored by four, and the total, though, is off the board. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on with Flacco and whether he's going to play, and I've been burned before in situations like this. I'm going to pass. Right. I, I, I really like Baltimore here, but not knowing who the quarterback will be, I just can't, I can't do that to you guys. But I really I feel like almost either way I like the Ravens, although – Marvin Lewis taking over the D coordinator duties. You always wonder if the Bengals get a little bit of a bump there for that. Next game, Ross, was originally slated as a one Eastern game. It is now Sunday night football. It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Chicago favored by three. Total is 45 and a half. Right. So a couple things here. Um, I like the Vikings in this game. I, I know the Bears are playing well and it's Sunday night and all that stuff. Vikings are coming off a bye. I feel like they're getting a bunch of guys back healthy. And I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is ready for this. For this moment, primetime, Sunday night against the Vikings. I'm going to put two units on the Vikings getting the three points. I think there's a pretty good chance they win the game outright. Yeah, the Vikings are going to win this game. Um, they're the better team. They're playing much better. They're on a 4-1 and straight-up run. The only loss was the home game against the Saints where they statistically – they actually had the better stats, but gave up a defensive touchdown. And there was another turnover at the end of the first half that was a 14-point swing that went against them as well. And if you're going to outplay the Saints, you can pretty much outplay anybody right now. Ross, you nailed it. Um, wide receiver Diggs probably back. Uh, Cook is back at running back. Xavier Rhodes at cornerback um, came back, and now he'll, he'll be at 100% hopefully. Uh, the Bears have played a cupcake schedule. They've only played one team with a win record all year long. Vikings win three units. Vikings plus three. Best bet. The best bet. All right, Steve, next up, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They are at the New Orleans Saints, and the Houdats are eight-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 55. And when that dome's rocking, that's one heck of a home field advantage for New Orleans. And i got to tell you, cornerback cluster injuries for the Eagles – with Darby out, Mills questionable, Lane Johnson, offensive tackle questionable. Um, I've got concerns about all these injuries for the Eagles. I've got to pass this game. Me too. Uh, That's a a big number, and I just don't picture the Eagles getting beat up like that. I I think that they're going to be able to keep this game close. I feel like they're too talented to to get blown out, but their secondary issues, that's too much for me. Not knowing if Sidney Jones will play. Darby tore his ACL. Too much for me. Too easy for the Saints to get a late score to win by two scores. So I'll pass the game, but I would lean to the Eagles. In fact, you know what? That that number of fifty-five is interesting to me because I kind of. Although you know what, the, the Eagles aren't scoring as much. So no, I'm going to pass the game. All right, Ross, Tennessee at Indianapolis and the Colts in this one. 
laying two points with a total of 48.5. So I wonder how the Titans react to that big win over the Patriots, but they, they reacted pretty well after they beat the Cowboys on Monday Night Football six days earlier. I think this is kind of a toss-up game, but I, I like the Titans. I like the way the Titans are playing. I know the, I know the Colts are on a roll, but I like the way the Titans are playing right now, so I'm just going to put one unit on the Titans getting those two points. I like the way both offenses are playing. Mariota was lousy early in the year. Well, he had to play with nerve damage, and his elbow couldn't grip the ball since the bye week. He's been great, and that indie offense with luck has been clicking 10 touchdown passes, one interception last three games for luck. He has not been sacked the last four games. Don't like playing divisional games to go over, but uh, with both offenses improving, I'm going to do it here over 48.5 for a unit. All right, Steve. Uh, Houston, three-point favorites at the Washington Redskins. Total, 42.5. Disappointed in this line because I thought for sure I'd be on Houston. I hate the Redskins right now. They're 6-3. and three. They're a bad team. I have them rated my 24th best team right now. That O-line is decimated. Three guys went down against Atlanta where they could only get 14 points against the horrible Atlanta defense. And another lineman goes down against Tampa Bay, but somehow... Even though the stats say they should have gotten crushed, they win the game 16-3 to because Tampa implodes on every drive with turnovers and in the red zone. So uh, with Washington playing lousy, I wanted to be on Houston, but I'm not laying three. I'll lean Houston. I'm going to take the under in this game. And I know 42.5 is a low total, but you know that field at FedEx Field is really chewed up already. Redskins can't score. They're not going to score. I don't picture the Texans scoring that much on the Redskins. So I like two units under 42 and a half. If I had to lean, I'd probably lean Redskins, but uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to take them. 42 and a half under two units. Ross Tampa Bay at the New York Giants. Giants favored by one and a half in this one, 52 your total. Tell you what, it's amazing how, how good of a line you know they have. I, I just... This is about what I would think. I would think the Giants would be favored by a little bit. I'd probably lean Giants here. You know, they got some momentum. They won Monday night. Feels like the Bucks are kind of unraveling, realizing Cutter's gone, and he took over the play calling, etc. But I don't have enough faith in the Giants to put my money or your money on them. Yeah, I'm going to play a teaser in this game because Tampa Bay – Catching the one and a half to two points, I get six extra points, and that gets me up over seven. So I'm going to do a two-team teaser. I think this game's going to be close, and I think Tampa is going to get in the end zone after the debacle last week. So uh, two units, two-team teaser, Tampa Bay plus seven and a half. I'm going to tease them with the next game. I'm going to take the Chargers down from minus seven down to minus one against Denver. All right, well, there you had it. Denver at the Chargers for the next game. Chargers, seven-point favorites, 46.5 the total. And I, I like the Chargers in this game, uh, but I don't like laying seven points. If that number was 6.5 or lower, I think I would take the Chargers. I'm not going to do it at seven. I'll lean Chargers and pass the game. Next up, Oakland at Arizona, and the Cardinals, four-point favorites here, 40.5 the total. I like the Cardinals. I, I think I think this is going to be a year 
where you're going to make money betting against the Raiders consistently. And that's what I'm going to do. I like the way the Cardinals played at Kansas City. That was about as good of a loss as you can have for a team like that. The Raiders just continue to be an absolute joke. I'm going to lay four points with the Arizona Cardinals for two units. Yeah, I think you have the right idea. You've got two teams that are having terrible years, but one team that's still playing hard for their coach and another team that, frankly, I think I'm surprised the sportsbooks aren't putting an over-under up on how many current Raiders will be Raiders a year from now because I think they're all looking to jump ship. I mean, it's just been horrendous for them. And my power ratings have Arizona four and a half better on a neutral. So my numbers support it as well. Two units, Arizona. The best bet. Uh, next up, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. The game originally scheduled for Sunday night has now been moved back to one Eastern. Steelers five and a half point favorites. Steve, uh, 47 and a half the total. Yeah, it looks like the spread's a little bit high, but I think there's reasons for it. Normally, this is the type of game that Pittsburgh lays an egg on, where they become a big favorite on the road, and they take the game for granted and don't play so well. However, the fact that they lost twice at home to Jacksonville last year, surely they've had this game circled on their calendars. And because of this, I don't think we're going to see the normal Pittsburgh let up against bad team situations that we so often see. I'll pass the game. Yeah, you know, I kind of went back and forth on this one. There's also the Le'Veon Bell factor. Jacksonville kind of owns the Steelers. Historically, they're at home. They're getting five and a half points, but I just couldn't do it. Not with the role the Steelers are on right now. I would lean Jacksonville, but I'm passing the game. All right, and Monday Night Football, obviously the big news this week, the game originally scheduled for Mexico City, the Rams and the Chiefs, now goes to the Los Angeles Coliseum, and the Rams favored by 3.5 points, 63.5 the total. And has that moved, Steve, from uh, when we knew it was in Mexico? Yes, so what happened, the spread was 2.5, and now it has gone up to 3.5. Why only a one-point move? Well, it's moving through the absolute key number, of three in the NFL. That's why it was only a one-point adjustment. As far as this total, it had been crashing. Open 64 was down to as low as 61 in some spots when the game was going to be in Mexico because of the poor field conditions. It's back up to 63.5. Steve, what happens if you bet the game when it was supposed to be in Mexico City? In 98% of the locations, it's just a refund. The only exception I know is that The Westgate in Las Vegas has a house rule that says you have action if the game goes on the same day, uh, even if there's a venue change. I remember there were some wildfires with um, a game in Southern California years ago with a Charger game, and uh, you still had action when that game got moved. But refund for 98% of the people. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have a – or I'm I'm up on this one first, right? Um, I – I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Kansas City because they're getting the points. And, you know, the Rams, it's been a hectic week with all the wildfires and all that stuff. I know they just played a game with Seattle when that was the case. But I just feel like there's a lot of distractions for the Rams. I'm going to pass, but I would definitely lean Kansas City getting the three and a half. I like Kansas City. Two units on the Chiefs. There's a whole lot to like here. You mentioned it, Ross. There's a whole lot of distractions 
in Southern California, and the Rams practice facility is up north in L.A., right by where all these fires have been occurring. So they had all those issues, and now they're preparing for a game in Mexico City in altitude. So they actually flew out Monday night to Colorado to practice. So they spent two days in Colorado to get acclimated to the altitude, which, of course, doesn't exist anymore because it's a home game for the Rams. So this is the first time I can ever remember you got a situation where one team is playing two games back-to-back here. Um, I'm sorry, playing a road game against a team that is playing back-to-back home games. And the travel situation of anything, I would argue, certainly favors Kansas City. I've got the two teams rated equally. The Rams distracted. Kansas City is going to win this game. Kansas City, two units. I like it, Steve, almost as much as I like betonline.ag. That's the place we go to go ahead and place our bets. Betonline.ag. We use the code PODCAST1. You guys know every time I win the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge, if you send me a tweet with your link, your account number, I should say, for betonline.ag, they look at the replies to those tweets and they credit five of you with $100 in your accounts. So let me know if you're one of the ones that they credit, by the way. To be eligible, it's all about betonline.ag using the code PODCAST1. You've got to do those things. And, Brian, we've got to ask Steve a question today. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. Email address always, always, always is ross at rostucker.com. And today's question, Steve, comes to us. And by the way, anytime you ever have a question for Steve, you can ask it as long as you take advantage of any of our sponsors that you hear on the show Today, that's Omax Boost and Bet Online, or any of the ones over on the sponsor page over at RossTucker.com. Like those of you listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast heard me mention 1-800-Flowers.com and the code FOOTBALL. This is money, Steve. I tell people to do this every year on that show, is to wherever you're going to be for Thanksgiving, buy them flowers and send it to arrive on Wednesday so that when you go to your grandma's house or your sister-in-law's house, or your mom's house, whoever on Thanksgiving, you know, all the family there, everyone's remarking on how beautiful the flowers are and asking, where'd you get those, Mom? Where'd you get those, Grammy? Where'd you get those? And they're like, oh, Ross got them for me. Ross sent them to me. It's like, Steve, it's like, you want to talk about Even Money podcast? You want to talk about winning? That is a winning bet every year to be the person that sends flowers the day before Thanksgiving to the house that you're going to. That is a huge advantage play, Ross. I'm going to have to take advantage of that. 1-800-Flowers.com. The code is football. All right, so the, the question today comes to us from Mads Kinberg, and he actually lives in Copenhagen, Denmark, and he donated $30 to the show via PayPal so he could ask this question. His main focus during the season is on player props, where he thinks it's more difficult for the bookmakers to come up with the correct numbers, and the limits are still fine with the bookmakers in Copenhagen, Denmark. Interesting, Steve. Did you know that? 
I am unfamiliar with the betting options available in Copenhagen, but I may have to pursue that going forward. Yeah, so basically he's saying that the limits are higher there than they are in the States for the prop bets. And that actually makes sense because what's happening here, Ross, in the States, if you put up a prop bet that is inaccurate, uh, example, last week Tom Brady against the Titans opened above 300 in some spots, and it was just way too high, and he went way under. But the there are pro bettors, there are a lot of fantasy bettors, frankly, in the States that are going to spot that number, and they're just going to absolutely go crazy against you betting it. However, if you're in Copenhagen and you're a bookmaker and you put Brady up, heck, at 310, are you really going to – get any action on him under any sharp action? How many pro advantage betters can there possibly be in Scandinavia? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. So anyway, he said, generally, I like to bet more unders than overs on wide receiver receiving yards. To mention an example, I could be tight ends or rushing yards too. When a player gets injured, hopefully not too serious, I get some added value because he can't catch footballs on the sideline. Penalties can kill a positive yardage play too and give me even more added value. And on top of that, I reckon that most square money is on the overside because of the entertainment aspect of player props, which could see some bookmakers inflate the numbers a bit. I don't know if they do, however. Would you agree to this approach, Steve? Or do you approach player props differently? Meaning, he thinks they set the number based on you know the guy's averages, but he says, well, maybe the guy gets hurt, maybe there's penalties, pass interference, etc. And a lot of people take the over because you know they're excited, whatever. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, it's a great discussion. I could write a book on this um, one day. Maybe I will write a book on it. the The basic idea: if you've had a guy who's been healthy all year long. If you look at his season-long averages, they're probably slightly inflated because he's been playing at 100%, so you've always got the bonus that he could get nicked up, he could get injured, hopefully not that bad. Um, and I think a bigger factor is just that not only is it set on the, the season-long averages, but that if you're at a, what we call a recreational book or a square shop, usually they'll round the number up. So if it's a guy like Thielen that's getting 100 yards each and every week, the right number on him in any one week for the Minnesota wide receiver, maybe it should be 102 and a half. But um, any bookmaker at a square shop will say, they're all going to bet Thielen over. I'll just make it 110 because they're still going to bet it over and my limits are low enough um, that I can certainly go ahead and set it that way and get balanced action. And because of that, if you've got access to books, that don't have the sharpest numbers out there, uh, you certainly are going to find 90% of your bets are going to be under. I have one book. I know that like every quarterback, every wide receiver is five to 10 yards too high. And this happens in the Super Bowl with prop bets at every Vegas location. The quarterback number, if it's 288 at a sharp book, it'll be 297 in Vegas. And you basically play under or pass on every one of these skill position players. He also asked, the higher the line, the lesser a yard means percentage-wise, i.e. one single yard is worth a whole lot for a tight end with a receiving line of 9.5 yards, which would equal to 10%, whereas one yard is far less important for a quarterback line of 243.5 yards. 
Could you elaborate on the math aspect of player props betting and give me and the listeners the best tips? Mads Kinberg. Yeah, it's a great uh, question that um, if you're playing middles, for instance, and you've got a, uh, I'm trying to think, you could say you got like Cook for the Raiders and his over-under on pass yards might be 40. So if you're playing for a middle and you can get like over 38 and under 42 and you got a four-point middle on him, that's certainly going to be profitable to put that middle in. But if you're looking at Carr and you've got a 250 and a 255, even though it's a larger middle, five-point middle, it's probably not profitable to go over 250 and under 255 because it's so much less likely with a bigger number like that that it's going to land right on the number. I love it. Excellent stuff, Mads. Excellent stuff, Steve. Now you guys got some added value there. You also got, we had a couple best bets that we feel pretty good about. Hopefully we have a big bounce back week. Glad you guys are still riding with us. Over time, I am very confident that we are. I mean, I was up 40 units last year. So over time, I'm very confident that we are still hitting the numbers that Steve says are what you need to hit to be successful at this thing. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.